With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Alan Kenny of the Blatant Homerism Podcast, uh, part of Sooner Sports Radio, part of the V-Sporto Network. And uh, now that we've had a chance to uh, digest everything that went down on National Signing Day, a good uh, 24 hours out or so, wanted to look at some of the bigger national stories outside of just Oklahoma. So uh, I called up our friend Damon Sales of Bleacher Report. He's uh, been there uh, pretty, he moved just recently after covering college football recruiting for ESPN for a while. He's going to fill us in on some of the day's real big stories nationwide. So go ahead, welcome him on. Damon, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm good, buddy. How's everything going with you? All right, awesome. Well, I'm happy to have you on. And by the way, congratulations on the uh, big move into the new gig. I hope uh, all the uh, guys over there, like Ben Kerchival and uh, uh, Michael Felder and Adam Kramer and Brett Sally, are all treating you uh, treating you well and everything. Yeah, everything's going well so far, man. It's been uh, you know it's been a, a, a very smooth transition, and uh, you know these, these guys are hard workers. So I'm excited about everything. Excited about the opportunities, and uh, looking forward to the future, man. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, well, let's start off with some of the top classes. Uh, it's it's kind of uh, kind of boring because it seems like it's pretty much the same thing every year. Um, most uh, most of the services seem to have Alabama on top. I mean, is that a fair assessment? <laughs> yeah, if anybody who 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 doesn't have Alabama in the, in the top uh, one uh, probably isn't paying attention to college football recruiting. Uh, all in all, man, I mean. You know, it is what it is with with uh, with, the, with the Crimson Tide. Nick Saban does it. <coughs> excuse me, does an outstanding job each and every year, and and I believe this is the fifth year in a row that he's uh, he's he's landed that that top spot for for our team ranking. So, um, you know, you look at what he has. He has, uh, I believe, twenty three commitments. Uh, one guy still kind of on the fence of what he wants to do. Uh, seven of his commit uh, of his signees, excuse me, have already. Uh, enrolled early and you've got Blake Barnett on campus right now five-star quarterback 6'5 200 pounds kid looks good he looks awesome he's, he's ready to go and he's going to challenge for that starting spot and uh you know you just go down the list and you know it's five star after five star and then four stars for days man uh you know Calvin Ridley is a wide receiver who I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of uh, in the upcoming year <coughs> excuse me the upcoming years uh, particularly with Amari Cooper leaving, you know, there's going to be a spot for a receiver to come in, and and they're going to need somebody to step up and be that 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 go-to guy, that the person who shines. And I think Calvin really can be that person uh, early and often. And then you've got a guy like Kendall Sheffield, who I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a Texas kid, six feet, about 180, 185 pounds. He, you know, we 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 throw that term cover corner out uh, a lot, but um, you know, there are a lot of people who aren't necessarily covered coverage cornerback this guy is a true cover corner we're going to get to see him really uh really shine in the in the sec and lastly uh, another guy who i'm really excited about is big big pain uh six two uh 330 pounds a defensive tackle he's a wall he's going to be one of those guys where uh the running backs 
uh, taking a, a dive or, or a pitch, either way it goes, he's going to be there, and it's going to be problems from the start. So, you know, you can go down the list of this Alabama squad, man. They've got talent on talent on talent. Minka Fitzpatrick, Damian Harris, the list goes on and on and on, and they've got an outstanding class and is worth number one. Yeah, and it seems like uh, you mentioned Blake Barnett. To me, that's kind of the difference here in this class because Nick Saban is kind of, it's not that he's had bad quarterbacks per se, but it's been one area where it just doesn't seem like they've necessarily pursued the best and the brightest, but uh, he's got to be one of the tops in the country. Yeah, and I mean, if you really talk about the quarterback situation this year with Alabama, I mean, you know, it started off pretty rocky. Um, you know, folks were wondering, okay, is it, is it, do we have the answer here? You know, everybody was still used to A.J. McCarron, uh, you know, being the game manager and, 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 you know, taking care of business, winning games, winning championships. And you come in and you have this quarterback, uh, not necessarily a controversy, but uh, a minor issue of sorts. But, again, this all comes down to Nick Saban and his coaching staff. I mean, you know, they did an outstanding job of, of uh, you know, making sure that, that their quarterbacks – we're ready to play each and every game. Um, you know, they, they won. They, they came out. They won football games. They got to the to the tournament, you know, made the semifinals, lost to the eventual champion. Uh, now this year, this upcoming year, they're looking to uh, return to, to, to greatness right now. And Blake Barnett could be the answer. He could be the guy. I mean, he's a five-star guy. He's the number two uh, uh, pro-style quarterback in the country. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's every bit as good as advertised. And speaking of trying to return to greatness, USC, uh, you know, probably uh, just nipping at uh, Alabama's heels. In fact, I think even rivals might have even had the uh, Trojans at number one. Uh, what was it uh, that stood out about this class to you? Excuse me. I, you know, I think really when you look at it, it was it was how they closed. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you know when when you when you look at what happened on Wednesday and just see. All of these big name players, um, uh, you know, finish strong. Or see this class finish strong. You see all these big name players, you know, announce I'm I'm morally committed. I'm verbally committed to USC, or I'm going to USC. You know, guys like Biggie Marshall, uh, Iman Marshall, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a five star cornerback, Rasheem Green, a defensive tackle, a five star guy. Uh, um, I mean, <laughs> you just look at the at, at this this talent. You know, John Houston, another guy. Um, you know, the four-star uh, outside linebacker, and then you you couple those guys with with players who made their decisions. Uh, you know, during the eleventh hour, Osa Messina, you know, five-star linebacker, mm-hmm. Porter Gustin, a four-star linebacker who can pretty much play wherever you put them on the football field, and you know, you you couple these guys with with the guys who are already enrolled, Trumoli Doga, uh, you know, big offensive interior lineman, five-star guy, Ricky Town, the quarterback. That, uh, you know, the, all of Los Angeles is talking about right now. These guys are going to be really, really special in a couple of years. You know, once they get everything going and once they start playing together, they could be really dynamic sooner than later. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Steve Sarkeesian definitely is looking forward to seeing what happens. And, uh, you know, it's going to be good for, for, uh, could be good for Los Angeles. Yeah, now uh, their uh, crosstown rivals UCLA. I mean, closed pretty well too. Not a not necessarily a top ten class, but right there on the edge of it. You know, you had a couple really big um, 
late commitments, guys like Josh Warboko, who they you know stole right out of Oklahoma's backyard, and uh, so so uh, childish Gambino Jamabo, you know, given uh, <laughs> given that shout out to the uh, ladies of uh, Westwood there when he made his commitment. Uh, you know, is this the kind of class you know that can help the Bruins maybe? You know, kind of try to overtake uh, Oregon for the top of the uh, for the Pac-12. Oh, without question. You know, now obviously they're going to have to they're going to have to uh, uh, overcome their their crosstown rivals as well. But um, yeah, man, I mean, this is the this is the type of type of class who can come in and compete not only compete for a Pac-12 championship, but compete for for the whole thing, the whole enchilada. Uh, you know, and you mentioned Josh Rosen. Josh is a he's a guy who uh, you know when I look at quarterbacks. I'm looking at uh, this guy can 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 take my team to the next level right now. You know, he's a five-star guy for a reason. He has great size, right around six four, I think two hundred ten pounds now. And he's bulking up. His arm, his, you know, his arm strength is getting uh, better and better. He's an early enrollee at UCLA. I mean, you look at this class, man. I mean, you, you talked about so so Jamabo, um, you know, another five-star running back. Josh Warboko, you know, these guys are, are first cousins. And Josh told me about probably about three months ago that uh, they were looking to, to play college ball together and uh, UCLA would be a, a great opportunity for them. And uh, I held Josh to that. I, you know, I, I let him know, hey, if you're, if you're going to do it, you know, then, then go ahead and let make it happen. But, uh, you know, I honestly thought that Oklahoma had a shot at that. But that's a whole other story in itself. Um, you know, just getting back to the Bruins, Keyshawn Looser South, uh, you know, defensive end, Deshaun Holiday, cornerback, you know, tight end, Chris Clark. These are guys who can be playmakers for for uh, for Jim Mora. And, you know, I, I, I had some fun on Twitter, and, you know, I said, you know, I'm, I'm sure that Jim Mora is probably uh, dancing up a storm right now after after every big-name commit because it seemed like um, Wednesday morning before oh, yeah. everybody anybody was awake in, in California. Yeah. It really seemed like. That's when they were just uh, dropping commits after commits after commits, and it was huge for them. Yeah, I mean, he must have been up at like 4 in the morning, you know, because I kept all of a sudden I looked up when I woke up, uh, you know, out here on the East Coast and looked down there. Man, it was like one guy after another. Uh, but they kind of got caught up in uh, they got kind of got, got caught up in the same controversy you're seeing at some other qu- places across the country. Uh, sounds as though their uh, defensive coordinator Jeff Ulbrick is leaving for uh, Atlanta. At least that's been that's the report, uh, and, and that kind of you know you know put a couple of their uh, signees into doubt, or at least their commitments. Guys like Roquan Smith. Um, how do you see that playing out? Do you have any idea what's going on with that? Well, Ro- Roquan was extremely close to Jeff, first and foremost. You know, Jeff was his was his primary recruiting contact. You know, uh, he was the guy who he trusted. You know, uh, when it comes to to UCLA, so you know, you you have to be you have to understand uh, what's going on with Roquan. I mean, and I get it, I get it. You know, when you when you talk to the to one guy in particular and and this guy is, is promising you the world, and once you commit, now all of a sudden he's gone. You know, that's kind of the situation that he's in. But, um, you know, Roquan still has that piece of paper still sitting on his, still sitting at his house. So, uh, you know, the one thing that the Bruins would love to have is him him join the uh, join the rest of his crew and become a signee. But, uh, hey, this, this is a part of the game, man. I mean, we all know this is, this is how recruiting goes. It's a business, unfortunately. 
Um, you know, college football is a business, unfortunately, and sometimes you're gonna you're gonna lose some lose some good coaches to better opportunities. Um, but uh, you know, I think right now we just we just sit and wait. I mean, that's the waiting game for him and and uh, another particular guy uh, over over in that Florida area, mm-hmm. big time defensive end. So you know, it, it is what it is, and uh, again, it's just it's a part of the game. It's a business. Yeah, uh, the the other one being CC Jefferson, and uh, you know his dad even took to Twitter today, kind of defending what they're what they're up to, uh, just saying you know we're this is we're looking at it as you know I mean as you know this is a commitment, this is our life, you know. I, I guess it, it seems to me like, in fact, I'd look at it as recruits are kind of getting a little bit smarter and and, and learning that they have. Uh, a lot more leverage in these situations that uh, than than they maybe realized they had in the past. Yeah, you know that that's actually a, a pretty good assessment. You know, I've I've said all, all along that, that you know we, we we tend to take some of these kids for granted. You know, uh, in regards to what they know and what we think they know. You know, some of these kids are really smart when it comes to just the recruiting game, the recruiting process, and a lot of it has to do with just you know who's around them. I mean. Um, some people sometimes people get called, you know, they get called all kind of names in regards to, uh, you know, handlers or, or you know, you know this this not whatever. But some of these some of these people who are who are schooling the kids really are good people, and they're, they're just they're just giving them the real world uh, the real world answers to this recruiting game. And and you know these kids need to hear that because you don't want to be put in a situation where life all of a sudden catches you off guard and you become. Uh, you basically become become a, a pawn in a game that you don't want to play. So um, you know when you, when you look at a guy like CC Jefferson, he hears all the rumors about you know particular coaches and you know what this that whatever. He still has his his uh, his documents and he's gonna take his time. You know the thing about the uh, national signing day, it's only one day, but these kids have a month to sign. So mm-hmm. you know it's gonna it's they're gonna make the right decision. Some. Some you know some don't know what what's what's going to happen in the future, and you have to respect the, the fact that they're actually doing their homework last minute to make sure that that they're making a decision, the right decision for themselves that's going to benefit them for the next four to five years, and then for the next thirty to forty years after that, uh, if you if you you got good alumni connections. Yeah, I mean, if it's me, I'm telling these kids unless you really just hate the recruiting process. Take all your visits. Take all the time you need. You know, I mean, especially if you're one of these top guys, those schools are going to wait oh. on you. So, you know, the, your position will, will still be there. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Florida saw you know head uh, head coach Will Muschamp obviously uh, leave uh, after he was, uh, he was fired from his his job there. Jim McElwee comes and takes over. Uh, Muschamp moves over to uh, Auburn where he he coached previously. Giving them kind of a, a pretty dynamic duo on the coaching staff there between him and Gus Malzahn, their head coach. But uh, seems like uh, that move kind of came back to bite Florida, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I tell you, that Florida and Auburn—I uh, I called it a, a heavyweight boxing match because that's that's what it felt like. It felt like mm-hmm. a twelve-round fight where you know you just go back and forth, and uh, while it seemed like Florida went around or two. Uh, Auburn ended up winning in a unanimous decision. You know, not necessarily a KO, uh, not necessarily a TKO, but you still win. You you win it fair and square in a unanimous decision. And you know, anytime you're you're dealing with a guy like Will Muschamp, first and foremost, players love this guy. You know, they're big fans of him. And I, you know, I, I've said this before. 
in in this game this game of recruiting, if you you can't be one of those coaches that the players like, then you're not going to win a lot of recruits from the start. I mean, that's what that's that's almost uh, uh, priority number one. You know, you have to be likable. You have to be somebody who these guys like. And Will Muschamp is a likable guy. He's a he's a fiery guy. He gets excited with his players. Players can relate to him. So once he left Florida and moved to Auburn, that was the perfect uh, the perfect get for Gus Malzahn. And you know, as, as we saw, it showed. You know that that Auburn that Auburn group it looked it looked strong early. It looked very strong early. You know, Byron Coward, five star defensive end, uh, he commits. Jeff Holland, the four star linebacker, he commits. Ryan Davis, a four-star wide receiver, he commits. And you're looking at these guys, and you look at where they're from. Davis, St. Petersburg, Florida. Jeffrey Holland, Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, the big guy, Coward, Sefner, Florida. Yeah. These are Florida guys leaving the state to go to Auburn. And a lot of that is because of, you know, who the, the, the personnel is over at, at Auburn. And perhaps more importantly, who the personnel isn't over at uh, over in Gainesville right now? They still need to get to know Jim McElwain. He's a, he's a good guy. He, he knows how to win football games, but he's stuck in a in a he's stuck in a bad position. It's almost a position where a brand new coach isn't expected to win. You know, you come in literally uh, a few weeks before National Signing Day, and you're expected to land a big fish. Now he didn't get a couple of big fish in Martez Ivy and C.C. Jefferson, but it, it, you know, had this been had he had he got the job in twenty uh, twenty fourteen rather than uh, now, mm-hmm. I think he would have been better off, and he'd have had the opportunity to really pull all of these players together and bring together one heck of a class. But you know, he, he's just, he's in a bad situation, and you know, but he's making the best of it. Auburn took advantage, and now they've got a they've got a quality class to, to show for. Yeah, uh, and uh, one of Florida's uh, big rivals there in the SEC East, Tennessee. Uh, Butch Jones, since he started there, has just, I mean, he has set the world on fire from a recruiting standpoint, especially compared to uh, Derek Dooley. Well, yeah, you know, and, and you know, again, we, when we talk about uh, players and, and, and likable coaches, I mean, you don't hear too many negative things, too many negative yeah. comments about Butch Jones, you know, and that, that goes, you know, as far back as I can remember. Kids like Butch Jones. They like the fact that he is he's personable. He, he he gets excited with the players. You know he knows how to celebrate with the guys. He has fun and he knows how to he knows how to turn the fun off and uh, when it's when it's time to be serious. And that's what these guys like. They respect that in them. And um, for for him to pull together the class that he did, I mean that it was absolutely incredible. I think they signed 27 of their 29 uh, commits, uh, and, and two of them are still the only two that have a sign are, are three star guys. Not saying that they're not good enough, but. Um, you know, if they if they weren't the sign, I think twenty seven signees would be you know would be decent if you, if they, yeah. you know if you want to throw the sarcasm button out there. Um, <laughs> you know, look you look at that class, man. Khalil McKenzie, yeah, he's a guy who I really like. Big dude, really big guy, six three by three fifty, three fifty five somewhere around there. You know, you, we talk about human walls at defensive tackle. Yeah, you you try to be a five nine, one hundred eighty pound running back. And yeah. you try to get away from a guy like that who who actually has some some quickness in his feet. That's uh, not good. Not a good look. You're not going to yeah. win a lot of those a lot of those matchups. But uh, you know, there's a ton of four star talent uh, uh, for for Tennessee, and I'm really excited about seeing a couple of these guys. 
Alvin Kamara is a guy who who you might want to keep keep your eye on uh, your radar. Five eleven, two hundred ten pound running back. Uh, you know, went to Hutchinson Community College. You know, was highly highly touted out of high school. Went to community college, got better, and is really going to be one of these guys who can come to play and 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 really be an instant impact if if he plays his cards right. Yeah, and that's a heck of a combo they've got there with him and Jalen Hurd. So uh, that's going to be that's going to be held on uh, SEC defenses. Absolutely. Uh, Looking uh, back kind of a little bit farther west, you know, we've got ever since Texas A&M moved to the SEC, they've developed uh, quite the turf war with Texas. Uh, Charlie Strong kind of uh, went back on the offensive this year. If you had to pick, which side do you think got the better of the two between the uh, Longhorns and Aggies this year? Well, it it had been Texas A&M for the last two years, but um, when you look at that Texas class, you you have to tip your hat and – and uh, you know, we talk about civil civil war robberies. I mean, this is one of the better ones when it comes to recruiting because these these two schools absolutely hate each other. So I'm sure whoever's listening to this, I'm probably going to get some type of hate mail from from Aggie <laughs> fans left and right because you know Aggies are dead serious about this stuff, man. Oh yeah. But the bottom line bottom line is you know Texas Texas ended up with 29 uh, 29 commits, I believe uh, 28 signees. And uh, and a and a, a gray shirt kid who's who's really going to be a special player if he plays his cards right. Uh, quarterback in uh, mm-hmm. Matthew Merrick, I really like him. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually, ironically, he's a tech, he's a, a Kevin Murray product. So uh, oh, okay. Kevin Murray is uh, yeah Kevin Murray has been training him. And uh, you know, for those who don't know Kevin Murray, he's the the, the father of, of Kyler Murray, who's committed to Texas A and M, and Kevin played uh, for A and M in the eighties. So uh, yeah, how, how's that for six degrees yeah. of separation? Yeah. An A&M guy helping the Texas guy out. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, you know, you look at this class, you look at this Longhorns class. You know, there's only one five-star guy, but that five-star guy can be an impact player right now. Yeah. Malik Jefferson, six-three, two hundred fifteen pounds, runs a four-three-nine forty. You know, we saw it at the opening. This is a guy who is, you know, he's a freak of nature, and when he wants something done. He puts it in his in his mind, and and it happens. And I think that's the thing that that uh, Charlie really liked about him. He, they, they're they're similar guys, and 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 the fact that you know I, we can talk about things all day, or we can just go out and get get the job done. And uh, that's what I've, I've always liked about Malik. He's he's always been one of those recruits who's who's been uh, as straight up with me uh, as as anybody. And uh, you know, I wish there were more people, more recruits like Malik because. You know, he's just he's a genuine guy. And then but when he gets on that football field, the world belongs to him and he makes sure that that's a priority. Um that linebacker core. I mean, you look at that linebacker class, you've got Malik Jefferson, you've got a four star four star linebacker and Anthony Wheeler who's just you know, uh, he's a he's a beast, first of all. Six two, two twenty five and just he plays with an angry streak and you yeah. need that in a linebacker. And then you've got a guy in Cecil Cherry who I, I really like. Um, you know, not the not the biggest guy in the world, about six feet, two hundred and thirty pounds, but he's gonna play more of a Mike backer and he plays with that dog mentality. So you put these two together and you've got Cecil Cherry and then you've also got a a, a kid in Cameron Townsend who mm-hmm. who's gonna be that, that outside backer, uh almost a backer slash safety type. Texas is gonna look pretty good in the defense on the defensive side. You know, they they were okay this past year. But uh, it's hard to be great when you're not on the, when you're always on the field because that mm-hmm. offense really let them down. 
So, um, uh, you know, they're going to be pretty good. And uh, and lastly, when we talk about that offense, you know, you have to talk about who's going to run quarterback next year. Yeah. It's a big question. Gerard Hurd is, is expected to be a guy who can come in. You know, he's a redshirt freshman, expected to come in and really, really, uh, you know, take the reins away from, from Tyrone Swoops. I'm, I'm not sure if we're going to see Tyrone Swoops again at quarterback. A lot of talk about him maybe possibly going to tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Lockley is a guy, you know, kid from the D.C. Maryland area who uh, committed. And, uh, man, Kyle, he's an athlete. He's, a, he's, he's an absolute talented athlete. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he didn't get the start at quarterback if we saw him line up at wide receiver because, you know, for a guy 6'3", 6'4", you look at him and you're wondering, hmm, if I put him at wide receiver, does that make him a better pro prospect there? Does it make him a better pro, pro prospect at quarterback? And a lot of people are, are, are asking that question. And if, if you've got 50-50 going here, that's a, that's a good sign that you're a true athlete and they need guys like that on the field. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, down, down South in uh, college station, uh, you know, that's a place where they're not really having any questions at quarterback. I mean, Kyle Allen is, uh, you know, it looked, looked pretty sharp near the end of the season last year as a freshman, uh, starting quarterback there at A&M. Kyler Murray, though, uh, this, this, were you surprised that this turned into, uh, such a, such kind of a heated battle, which, you know, I mean, Texas kind of, kind of made a, a late charge that, uh, A&M was able to hold off. Yeah, I'm not necessarily surprised about it. You know, I, I'm, I've known Kyler since he was a sophomore in high school. And the one thing about Kyler that, that people tend to forget, he is ridiculously good at keeping a poker face, number <laughs> one. And number two, when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, he's going to hold, hold everything uh, extremely close to the vest. So when he made that trip down to Austin, he and DeMarcus Lodge, as a matter of fact, when they made the trip down the down to uh, the four acres, nobody knew about it. You know, it just happened to leak. And that information came on Twitter, and, you know, you you were sworn up and down that, that Twitter blew up that day mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, once he tweeted the, the Texas jersey with the number one on it, I mean, he had Aggies fans go in, enraged. I mean, they were upset. Mm-hmm. Longhorns fans were looking at it like, yes, we've got a shot. That's all he wanted. Charlie's going to close the deal, but I honestly don't. I really don't think that that Texas was ever a major major player in this process. Not with Kyler. You know, I've I've always said that. You know, Kyler looks up to his father first of all. He's 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 grown up in Aggie. He's mm-hmm. he's grown up in Aggie. You know, he's he's been he's lived the the, the Texas A&M lifestyle for as long as he can remember. And a guy like Kevin Sumlin. He's another guy who will never tip his hat, and he's always he, – he, he never got upset, if you notice that. You know, Kyler, uh, he told the coaching staff, hey, I'm going to go visit Texas, and, and Kevin said, okay, you know, go have fun, whatever. And he never yeah. got upset about yeah. it. So that kind of makes you think, okay, they know something that we don't, but that's the thing. We didn't know a whole lot. Yeah, so – I mean, Murray's also a uh, really, really uh, solid uh, baseball prospect. I mean, do you have a do you have a percentages on uh, if he'll even make it to A and M to play football? Um, you know, I hate to be a fence straddler, but mm-hmm. it, you almost have to say fifty fifty right now. Yeah, and the reason being, you know, 
there's a, there's a number, you know. Kyler has a number, and we all know this. And it all comes down to signing bonus. It all comes down to the contract negotiation for baseball. He's expected to be a, 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 a highly ranked, highly ranked athlete. He's expected to be, uh, you know, uh, more of the, you know, second round at least, third round possibly. But uh, you know, he, if he goes first round and that signing bonus comes into play. He may not step on Texas A&M's campus, yeah. you know, but uh, I mean, and, you know, and, and rightfully so. I mean, why not? You know, you, 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 if you have the chance to, to be a millionaire at, at 18 years, well, he'll be, you know, 17 and a half, I guess. Mm-hmm. You have a chance to be a millionaire, or, you know, or multimillionaire at that age, and, and you've got a great family backing, like you know, with Kevin Murray and his uncle Calvin. You, why not take that opportunity? Why not do that, man? But. Um, I think it's going to come down really to where he lands in the draft, um, and uh, you know after that they'll they'll wait the decisions. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he's a third round guy if he if he ends up going to Texas A and M and then playing football. But Kyler's in a win win situation right now, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's the best part about it. You know he's a good kid, you know has fun playing sports, and you know just so happens to be very good at it and. Never lost a never lost a football game as a starting yeah, quarterback. Unbelievable, Marcy, That's crazy. You know, at, at the highest level of Texas high school football, that is absolutely insane. You know, as prolific as he is, you know, we'd love to see him on the football field in, in, in college, but if baseball calls, so be it. Man, you know, if it, if I if I'm in his shoes and they're throwing millions at me, and it's a uh, a choice between not not getting beat up and getting beat up, you know, <laughs> on the football field, I think I know which way I go. But that's Absolutely. just me, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's not just you because I can, you know, what are the chances of getting laid out by a linebacker versus the shot of getting uh, maybe plunked in the head, with, yeah, you know, yeah. being by a fastball? I mean, I like my chances with that fastball versus that. That six three two hundred thirty pound lineman linebacker who's running a four five forty coming straight at me. I like my chances with that baseball. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Well, David, I've had you on long enough, man. Uh, I'm sure you're uh, ready to uh, take a, just a little bit of time uh, to kind of uh, unwind uh, with signing day and everything. But let everybody know where can we uh, find all your stuff and anything <laughs> you're working on. Well, you can find my work at uh, at Bleacher Report. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's uh, Bleacher, B-L-E-A-C-H-E-R, report, R-E-P-O-R-T, dot com, BleacherReport.com. Or if you want to make it more personal, uh, just just hit me on Twitter. I'm uh, at Damon, D-A-M-O-N, sales, S-A-Y-L-E-S, at Damon Sales. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Damon. Really appreciate your uh, insight into everything that uh, was going down this year on National Signing Day in the 2015 uh, recruiting class. No problem, buddy. You have a good good day. Take care, and uh, let's do this again uh, whenever you feel like it. Sounds good. Sounds good. And thank you all for joining us, too, for Blatant Homerism. I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.